Hello. So I'm currently podcasting from my bed. If you hear me a little less loud than usual, you know why. I'm podcasting from my bed because my youngest, Luis, is taking a nap. And he's the type of baby that if you leave the room while he's sleeping, he'll wake up. You leaving the room will make him wake up and he'll cry. And yeah, it's just best I stay in here and make do because I did want a podcast. So I just set up my podcast area right on the bed. I have a little book that's holding up my mic stand so that it's like even and not flimsy on the bed. I have like my little mixer thing and my headphones and we're here. So hello, welcome to the podcast. It's raining outside and... Well, it's sprinkling outside. My husband Jorge, he opened the window and I just left it open because it reminds me of when I was in kindergarten. Okay, I swear I'm not crazy old. I swear. But in kindergarten, we had a record player and they played the kids sing along songs. And one I remember that a lot of people don't know is this song called Baby Beluga. And it's probably one of my favorite songs ever. And it reminds me of being in kindergarten. Baby Beluga. Every time I start, and I'll still sing it to this day. When my husband hears me sing the baby part, he always thinks I'm singing One Dance by Drake. But no, I'm singing Baby Beluga. <laughs> But there's this one record in particular that I'll always remember because it was not so much a song as it was a story about a kid going through the woods and the sounds that that kid heard while they were going through the woods. And the record was interactive. So you had to do the sound effects with the person and the sound effects were like, and then there's wind. Shh. Then you got to run fast. So you start like hitting your hand on your knee like that, like they're running. And then it was like, oh, and then there was raindrops or however. I don't know exactly what the hand movements or the body movements were to make the sound effects, but I just so enjoyed that record. It was low key like ASMR because it would be, it was a whispering tone, kind of like how I'm talking right now. And it was this kid going through a forest and it was nighttime and it was scary. And so this kid had to run and go through like a lake. I just remember the trees in the story and I don't know the name of it, but if I ever find it, it will be one of of the happiest days of my life to be able to re-listen to that record. I don't know if you listen to the same type of song or story when you were in elementary school, but if you did and you know the name, oh my goodness, please, please tell me. Yeah, that's what this, the raindrops outside or the sprinkling outside reminds me of though. So I hope your Sunday is going really well. You'll probably listen to this not on a Sunday because it's already 7.30. So I'll probably drop this later on tonight slash tomorrow morning. This Sunday is going really well for me. I'm participating in Lent and Sundays are feast days. So the things you give up during Lent you can have. And I'm probably on my third cup of coffee. I gave up coffee for Lent. So on Sundays you can do what you gave up, which is cool beans if you didn't know that. I didn't know that till this year. Lent is 40 days. There's actually 46 days from Ash Wednesday. Wednesday to Easter Sunday. The six days that are the Sundays are your feast days. So yeah, I'm drinking coffee right now. And my favorite coffee is not anything from Starbucks or Coffee Bean or any of those weird coffees. It's McDonald's coffee. Not like the like new ones, but just like the regular ass McDonald's small coffee, four creams, six sugars. My mom used to drink this, so I kind of inherited the drink and it's one of my favorite. It makes me feel very comfy and that's what I'm drinking right now. Good day, good day. Amongst these very weird days, I was watching a service, not really a service, but just a 
Zoom video. Zoom is like a conference, like a Skype, I think. We can also like live stream and stuff from there. My husband's friend, Hank, he works at Rock Nation, but he also was an ex pastor or maybe a current pastor i just know he works at rock nation and he was having like a fireside chat and during his short chat he's talked about how we went through the great depression and then we went through the great recession in 2008 and he called this time the great reset and i really stuck to that i had this whole to-do list i'm looking at it now of what to talk about during this podcast and then i watched that little live stream and that really stuck out to me so i had to make sure to mention that before I go into what I wanted to go into, but calling it the great reset, like our economy is about to hit a reset, certain companies about to reset, like schools are resetting. Everybody's resetting is basically kind of starting up from nothing again, like restarting your computer, restarting your life and what the new kind of version is going to be, right? And to take this time to look at it that way. He also spoke about hard times. And to be completely honest with you, everyone can talk about hard times and how you'll get better out of it. I know you've probably heard it a thousand trillion times, like look at the bright side. I'm, I'm very much one of those people. But something that he kind of made very clear that I hadn't really heard before was how dark times and pain painful times are not allowed to come into your life without also bringing something with them often we have painful moments and i know we think jesus what is this the answer to or what is the lesson here but just knowing that a bad time cannot enter your life is not allowed it will not have permission it will be revoked by the universe and by god if it does not also bring with it a gift what that gift is may take a while to be seen or be felt or be acknowledged or recognized but this dark time this bad cannot enter without bringing with it some good and just the way that that was posed it was like amen i really really felt that because there's and there's so many ways we can twist it you got to make the good out of the bad you got to get the lesson out of the loss but really understanding that the bad wouldn't even exist the bad couldn't even come into your life the bad couldn't even approach you without also having and bringing with it the gift which would be the lesson or the stretching or the growth or the progress that comes because of this bad event or person or thing or idea what have you yeah so that was like my cool takeaways from this dude hank zoom live stream thingamabob and i wanted to share that in case you didn't go to church on sunday or in case you didn't think spiritually today so yes i wanted to talk about the coronavirus i think one thing about me is i didn't and you know people are dying right and low-key this is how i think sometimes when crazy shit's happening and you feel it and it's kind of like damn how can our government have like no emotion to what these children are going to through or what these elderly people are going through in whatever situation i'm not just being specific here or what uh these families are going through or what this inmate is going through or what this mother or this student or this doctor or this teacher is going through and i always look at it in the way that when people in government or when officials are looking at things that are happening to us they don't see a person they see a number even us we have a social security number i was watching this video about this one i don't know 
it's a senator or a congressman talking about aid as it pertains to people that are undocumented. And he was saying, well, social security numbers are what equal a person. So undocumented immigrants are non-people. They are not persons. Therefore, they do not qualify. And it's like, what? their heart makes them a human like you know what i'm saying like it it almost feels like you're gonna make the number qualify someone as a person versus them actually being a human being and being born and having a heartbeat and a brain but when you look at it like that they often do see us as our social security number we're not listed with our names they often do see us as a percentage or they often do see us as a number of cases as it pertains to like the coronavirus right and that in many respects Specs disconnects you from showing empathy or emotion because no one has empathy for numbers right so we're here living it and we're here going through it whatever it may be whatever situation or like negative event and we're looking at it as a person's going through this a child is going through this a mom is going through this a teacher is going through this but officials are, are looking at it like a number is going through this this many cases this percentage is going through this it's easier to disconnect feeling when you look at it that way why did i bring that up oh i brought that up because as it pertains even with us when we look at what's going on with the coronavirus we hear this many new cases this many deaths we don't see people there we just see numbers we just see cases we see deaths we don't see names we don't see stories it's easier to disconnect and not feel and be empathetic to things like that that's why you see so many people just not take this serious because they're not attaching this to a person they're attaching it to a news or they're attaching it to a tweet or they're attaching it to a meme and it's very easy to disconnect and i think the less we know the worse our scale of empathy gets because we see this many deaths you don't know what the death is like or what the process is for that person what happened to that person and i think the more stories we get of what happened to someone and what they went through it'll give us more empathy towards the actual situation and i've seen it with myself because i didn't know you just see oh people die from coronavirus you don't know how they die or it's like the respiratory okay but what's going on like you don't know but i think more and more articles and stories are now being shared of what a person actually goes through when they're diagnosed with coronavirus and they're not asymptomatic and they're not easily cured they're really going through it and what happens and that allows us to be more empathetic towards this whole situation so i didn't know what they went through but once i found out what they went through it just gave me more of a humbling feeling about this whole situation in general and i think the first article i really read where someone got it and how they passed was this man who went to disney world he went to disney world let's say on a saturday the next day he started getting the scratchy throat and coughing and then he started coughing blood he flew back home and got a fever he's coughing blood he goes to the er and they say you know what you have a flu they do a chest x-ray and they see that he has pneumonia and so they start giving him things for pneumonia and they basically give him antibiotics and some oxygen tanks or mechanism and then send him home but that doesn't that didn't work it got worse and then he went back and he ends up passing away and so that kind of gave me a glimpse into what someone goes through when they get it 
and they get it the worst way. Not that they're, because I think we've also seen like, oh, so-and-so got it. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm asymptomatic. I'm Nothing's happening to me. Or we attach it to a celebrity that's in quarantine, but they're fine now. Not to the actual victims of, and people that have passed because of it. And so I saw this tweet about what's going on in Italy and not like the quarantine or the police on the street, but the actual hospitals. There was this video that showed all of these coffins in the church area of the hospital and they're not normally there. They were using that church area as like a holding place for the coffins because so many people were dying and they didn't have enough room to transport them to the morgue or to not even the cemetery to get them cremated because there's not even room in the cemetery. So it was just like a waiting room of coffins with people inside them and then it went to the operating rooms and like the floor where people that are actually going through it are and that was so jam-packed with people alone because they can't have families and dying most of them are going to die and they were talking about how they're not there to cure them more so to make them comfortable like they turn people over every so often to like help relieve pressure from their lungs and again just them being by themselves i saw these other tweets from people who actually have been affected and who have a family member that passed away there was this man who tweeted about his father dying and biggest regret he has is not saying goodbye when he dropped him off at the hospital because he just thought hey i'll just see you later at home but they don't go home they check into the hospital then they find out they have coronavirus and they get quarantined in the hospital no family can visit them and they pass away and i think someone else tweeted under that tweet saying same thing happened to me i couldn't even speak to them while they were going through this hospital stay and they passed and so those things really make you realize the severity you know if you're not realizing the severity by how strict the rules are for every city and everything that's shutting down if that doesn't give you a sense of whoa this is real then those few things do and so just seeing that being able to now understand the process or somewhat understand of what goes on when you get a severe case of the corona virus it really puts things into a more empathetic perspective a more grateful perspective that you're okay and that those around you are okay and i'm praying that everyone has the health that they need to overcome the coronavirus my grandma is about to be 90 years old she's one of my main worries my mom is a worry to me because she's younger than my dad but she's always kind of had issues with her health so i remember just hospital stays something that went on with her and that not happening with my dad so my mom concerns me and then my dad concerns me because he's older he's 69 these people are often in my brain and i just pray for all of us that have similar situations of people we're looking out for or if it's ourselves or our children yeah i did come across some stuff to do while we're in quarantine and if you like me are tired of updating instagram or twitter and nothing's really showing up for you there are some other things i don't i don't know if you noticed but there are some other things you can use the internet for and your phone for one of those things is to read yay i got an update on my like a notification from my ibooks and i think they're doing a free book if you want to go on their library and download a free book and read it i know that already they have some pretty good free books because they have different ones it's like the app store it's free books and you get to pay for some books or whatever but i remember going to the free books a few months back and think and grow rich is there or was there i'm not sure if it's still free but if it is i suggest you download that to your ibooks and read that that book you don't know how many artists 
I've ran into that talk about this book, it being very vital in them becoming successful and just accumulating their wealth beyond them just having the talent and being an artist and people in general. But I, I'm in hip hop, so I've had these conversations with artists and that's one book they always talk about. People that are successful, period, have also read the book Think and Grow Rich. So if you're on iBooks, check that one out. Use this time to use your brain and thoughts become things and your thoughts have energy and wavelength and a value and impact and measure and all that good stuff so yeah i would recommend ibooks i saw the notification i didn't really read it fully but i saw something free book whatever on ibooks and then just already i know think and grow rich a few months back was free so it might still be free let's see what else okay there's this guy that i follow on instagram and i follow him because i have a thyroid issue i found out when i was pregnant that i had this thing called hashimoto's in a nutshell i make less thyroid hormone than i should be making and that is an issue and there is a man by the name of medical medium who makes books and one of the books is called thyroid healing and it was very helpful very informational really really got me out of the what the freak is going on with me a stage of what i was going through and into the okay these are the steps that i can take this is what i can do to help myself so this person has an ebook that is free and it is called virus protection if you go to his instagram at medical medium and then you click on the link on his bio it'll have a little tab that says virus protection to click on it for the free download and i got that it's not a lot of pages I saved it to my iBooks. It's really easy reading. It's 33 pages. And basically this guy is helping you protect against viruses, things you can do right now. I know it can feel, oh my God, just wash my hands, just stay inside. That's really basic. That's going to help me. He gives you more if you're looking for more. And he has, let me read this page five. He talks about foods to remove and reduce. And actually, I think I'm going to start doing this on my podcast, reading bits of books that I want to share. And I think would be helpful to you. So this is from Virus Protection by Medical Medium. It's a free download if you want to grab it. And on page five, he talks about foods to remove and reduce. As I have always said, viruses need food to survive while living inside our bodies. All microorganisms need to eat in order to live. There are certain foods that viruses love to eat, which allow them to proliferate and strengthen and consequently weaken your health. This is a truth not yet known by medical research and science. So the first step to protect yourself against viruses is to stop eating the foods that viruses love to eat. The sooner you stop eating these foods, the sooner viruses already inside your body will weaken. And almost all of us have viruses living inside of us. He goes on to list some. Plus, removing these foods from your diet will allow your immune system to strengthen so that if you are exposed to a new virus in the flu family or another virus, you'll be in a better situation to fight it off preemptively. Are you ready for what you need to stop eating? You might not like it, but like I said earlier, just washing our hands, just staying inside, just doing hand sanitizer, that can't be all. So if you're looking for more to do, this is what he recommends. The number one food viruses like to feed on is eggs. Other foods viruses love to eat include dairy products such as milk, cheese, butter, yogurt, kefir, and other forms of dairy. Gluten 
and corn. If these foods are in your diet, it becomes very difficult to combat viruses. If you don't want to remove all these foods at once, you can still start protecting yourself more by removing one or two at a time and continuing to remove the rest as you're able or if you become sick. So that's part of his books. He also, for this ebook in particular, gives different supplements he would start taking like zinc, liquid B12. I'm just skimming through. He has recipes for medical medium vitamin C shock therapy. So capsules of micro C, guessing that's vitamin C, water, honey, and orange, like what to drink. Celery juice, which is just period everyone should be drinking celery juice every day to start your day. I do. It helped me so much with what I'm going through with my thyroid. And it's super easy to make. It's just a freaking stock of celery juice. You cut it up, you put it in the blender, and then you strain it and you drink it as juice. If you don't have a juicer, if you have a juicer, you just put celery through the juicer and boom, that's it. And it's so helpful to your body. Yeah, just different things that you can be drinking and that are available. I think sometimes with these like books of what you should take it's things you've never heard of but this is you've heard of celery he says eat raw garlic to help with the viruses these are things you can try you can try one thing you can try all of the things you can try some of the things but i think they're very very important to share especially at a time like this and then he also has antiviral practices at the end of the book let me say some that i don't think people have talked about already oh this one because you know people talk about washing your hands not shaking hands not touching your face wearing gloves while pumping gas that's a good one but he also says ask for no ice in drinks at restaurants or coffee shops or drive-thrus or deliveries where whatever you're getting now that we can't really go out he says ice is often kept in a place that is open to air sweat or other exposures or people working there may pick up the ice with their hands that's true so just don't ask for ice with your drinks i think that's smart this one's good my husband brought it up like we're ordering things and i'm pretty sure wherever it comes from or however it's delivered to you might have the virus attached to it someone that touched it that had it or was around or in the country whatever that may be he says when you have packages delivered leave them to air outside for a day or two when possible if you need to bring them inside consider wearing gloves and putting them in your garage or another space that you won't need to use like an entryway closet if you have to open a package as soon as it arrives try to wear gloves to handle the package and then this one don't wear the same clothes all day long if you have left your home when you come home from being out or at work change into clean clothes yesterday we went for like a walk around the block because that's basically all we can do definitely change and shower after you come inside yeah so that's just some excerpts from this ebook i do recommend you getting it for yourself the best thing that you can do for yourself right now is arming yourself with information and not as far as what you can do to protect yourself versus watching all the scary stuff that's going on and this is a free download so i don't see any downside to this again this guy's instagram is at medical medium and you could just hit the link in his bio that'll take you to the free ebook and i hope you like this new little feature that i'm gonna do i really want to do that with my podcast it's so easy to say like read this book but damn books are a lot of time that even though we're in quarantine sometimes we may not have the enthusiasm to read and i know reading doesn't really take too much but still sometimes you need that enthusiasm and it's not there so i'll do it for you if you want me to read any book in particular comment me wherever you hear this or on my instagram letthe.set.go here's something else you can do which i thought was really cool i saw this forbes article that talked about how museums since they're closing people can't go to them are doing virtual tours online and a lot of them are free 
three, like the Louvre, the Louvre, 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 that one freaking museum that Jay-Z and Beyonce took a photo in front of the freaking Mona Lisa. Yeah, that one. So just these really nice, popular, well-known museums are now doing online virtual tours. So you can actually go to these museums from your computer, see certain exhibits, certain galleries. I think that's really cool. Once I read that Forbes article, I'm like, oh, damn, this is fire. This is something that I'm going to do. And it's an experience. And it's something besides social media, besides your texts and your emails that you can do and really make a good use of your quarantine time. I'm not sure what the specific Forbes article is, but if you just Google Forbes Museums Coronavirus, it should pop up. Another thing that I've brought this up before on the podcast and before I told you I was not sponsored. And again, I'm going to tell you I'm not sponsored, but something that can help you make the best use of your time is freaking masterclass masterclass.com or the app it's just fire this one you do have to pay for but the amount of things you get back from what you pay for like i pay for the whole year and it's like unlimited access because you could pay for just one instructor class or whatever and you could just pay for that on itself or you could pay like a hundred something bucks and that's how much i paid to have it the whole year and unlimited classes and it's literally as if you were mentored by the top dog in whatever field and i think the dopest part of masterclass isn't even what you go there for because there's going to be someone in there that's going to draw you like you're going to be like oh i want to get masterclass because of this certain class but it's the people you wouldn't expect and it's like oh shit this is fucking fire like right now i'm watching a class about interior design i don't know shit about interior design i don't know crap about textiles and colors or whatever but watching this woman's master class shows me how because i always look at people that do interior design like how the frick do you draw inspiration but she's really showing you how an interior designer draws inspiration like she gets it from scarves if she sees a beautiful scarf like with different colors and patterns that's like her inspiration for that room a freaking scarf so different things like that i enjoy masterclass it is expensive but i really feel like it is worth it the stuff you learn is amazing and i think if you're gonna spend on shit or anything period you check out masterclass.com or the app again not sponsored this is genuinely something i love 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 having it's probably my favorite app i'm just gonna go through so there's wolfgang puck teaches cooking Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking restaurant recipes at home. Let's go to film and TV. Spike Lee teaches independent filmmaking. Martin Scorsese teaches filmmaking. Shonda Rhimes, who I freaking love, teaches writing for television. Here's music and entertainment. Dead Mouse teaches electronic music production. Christina Aguilera teaches singing. Usher teaches the art of performance. Carlos Santana teaches the art and soul of guitar. Penn and Teller teach the art of magic. Timbaland teaches producing and beat making. <laughs> Steve Martin teaches comedy. There's writing. R.L. Stein teaches writing for young audiences. Sports and games. Serena Williams teaches tennis. Steph Curry teaches shooting, ball handling, and scoring. Design, photography, and fashion. Mark Jacobs teaches fashion design. Annie Leibovitz, this is my husband's favorite photographer, teaches photography. Diane von Furstenberg teaches building a fashion brand. Anna Wintour teaches creativity and leadership. Chris Voss this is probably my favorite one by far. Chris Voss teaches the art of negotiation. He's a dude I told you in a past episode about. He was like an ex-FBI agent negotiator during hostage situations. And then he flipped that to business. Freaking crazy. Such a great masterclass. <laughs> yeah, this shit is fire. 
So that's another thing I would recommend if you are in quarantine trying to figure out what to do to not get like all stir crazy. And also if you're into watching TV, I am a big fan of Hulu over Netflix. Netflix, I often find myself like just searching for a title and then never finding a title that I want to watch. And that annoys me. Whereas Hulu, and I think the reason why Hulu has a one up on Netflix is you can watch shit that's live. You can watch sports. Well, before when we had sports channels, you like versus like just movies or there are like scripted series but you could watch tv shows like dateline you could watch the local news the only downside to hulu that is even if you pay you still get ads but i think it's just the access to all of this dope content on hulu is i guess the reason why the ads are okay and if you have hulu i do have recommendations the first is called little fires everywhere that's a show if you like that show this is us you'll like this one it's kind of a little bit more of a a radical this is us one of my favorite actresses carrie washington she's on there it's actually the show she created with reese witherspoon they are only three episodes in so you'll get hooked and then you're gonna have to wait for every week for the episode which sucks but yeah little fires everywhere murder tapes i talked about this on another podcast episode too that one's really good there's this clinton affair documentary movie and it's low-key fire because i remember being a kid when the whole clinton impeachment and i know you think clinton affair so you're gonna think oh the sleeping with monica Lewinsky, the dress da, da, da. this was cool though because it was more procedural they go into when the fbi heard about it how the fbi interrogated monica the hotel they put her in what they were telling her when the white house found out how monica and bill would like see each other from monica's mouth and it's just really it's a really 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 good documentary movie and as much as i thought i knew about what happened this shit was very eye-opening low-key clinton is the harvey weinstein of that time but it was just a different time so it didn't get as crazy as it did with this whole me too movement also on hulu if you're want to have just a fun time and watch something funny hot ones the game show so complex has this show called hot ones and do interview celebrities as they eat wings and answer questions but this is actually they turned it into a game show and it's on hulu if you're into movies this wasn't on hulu this was on amazon prime and on apple tv but it's the invisible man it's in theaters now but i guess they let streaming services have it early because of coronavirus cost like 20 bucks though but if you want to do or like watch a good movie that's in theaters and invisible man is dope also parasite that one movie that won the oscar it's really good and i think not having seen it you just think oh parasites it's a sickness or something's gonna happen no it's not it's actually dark comedy but very entertaining and it's in another language but you get it it's not hard to understand it's not over your head it's funny but also dark and also like thriller-y-ish so yeah those would be my movie recommendations i think parasite is also on apple tv okay so i think that's it for today tonight i'm gonna try to send this out and I hope you have a good week. I hope that I've helped you out a little bit throughout your week. At least get more informed on what's going on or what you can do for yourself. Little things that are helpful in our everyday lives. I'm here for you. Thank you for being here for me and listening. And yeah, if you want to hear or read any books, maybe we could start a book club. Maybe that's a little too big of a stretch, but actually I don't think so. I think it'd be cool to start a book club. I'll figure it out. We'll see. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.